I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everyone. I am Nate Bauer. This is the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Hoops podcast. And uh, as you guys know, we've, we've, uh, we've been doing this for about a month now. We took a little bit of a leap of faith. Uh, starting a, a Penn State Hoops podcast, but we've we've found this to have a very enthusiastic audience who are just craving more and more coverage towards Penn State basketball. And I'm delighted to tell you that our guest today is a big reason for that. Uh, head coach Micah Shrewsbury uh, has a Penn State team that is now seven and three on the season, coming off of a huge win over the weekend at Illinois. Welcome, Micah Shrewsbury. Micah. Hey, this show, um, this show just, just got a whole lot better. The ratings, <laughs> yeah, the overall experience, whatever it may be, just just went to a whole different level. <laughs> Ast- astronomical. We are we are so <laughs> glad to have the uh, the Shrewsbury bump happening uh, to the show today. So much much appreciated uh, for you being here. Uh, let's get right into it. You, you coming off this big win, uh, you, you go to Illinois and I mean, if I, if I can just set the stage here a little bit, you got there late, right? Late, late departure on Friday. Uh, it's a tough place to win already. You laid that out there. They're coming off of a big win at Texas or against Texas, I should say. And road games had been a little bit, bit of a thing, right? For, for Penn state over the last two years. What, what happened? How did, how did you feel like you were able to put it together? Uh, I thought our guys really responded well after the Michigan State game. Um, the next two days of practice were really good. Um, also challenged them a little bit uh, with with what we needed to do to play better on the road. Um, and, and they really responded. Like, the Michigan State game is like, um, you know, there's a couple of things uh, about it. And <clears> – <throat> You know, it wasn't like one thing I don't think you can ever say is we we don't play with effort. We played with incredible effort in that game. I didn't think we played with poise. I didn't think we played um, from an execution standpoint. Um, going back and watching, I needed to be better. There were things that, that, you know, a day or two after when you go back and watch, in hindsight, right, I, I saw ways that I could be better. Uh, so we really talked about that. But it was a game where, like, you you want something so bad, right, that, like, you just – you overdo it. I, I thought we were too – almost too stressed, right? I felt like I coached that way as well, and I think they played yeah. off that. Um, I wanted to try and flip it on the road and try to, you know, keep us as loose as possible. You got to be on edge, but you got to be loose. And 
we played loose. We played with great poise, and um, the results showed that. Are are there things that you're learning on the fly as as a coach? I mean, just that notion of kind of gauging the temperature of your team and getting them hyped and hot for that Michigan State game. I mean, are, are, is that is that something that you felt like uh, you can use for yourself moving forward with this group? Yeah, definitely. I think not just for this group. I think every group you, you have to yep. find what fits them, um, like what motivates them. How do you get ready? And you know, I I went back and second guessed everything. Um, I'm asking Greg, our strength coach, about the numbers in our practice. Like, can I look at the numbers of our practices? And like, did we overdo it in practice? Were we tired? Were we this? Were we that? And you know, let's let's compare it to other lead ups to the game. So, you know, you second guess everything, um, but you know, sometimes you just it takes you a while to find it. And uh, I thought we I thought we found it. But you know, another thing, you know, it's it's human nature, right? We we're still dealing with eighteen to you know, you used to be able to say eighteen to twenty two year old kids, but now you can't say that anymore because now you're probably eighteen to. 26-year-old kids. Yeah, 25. (laughs) Um, But, like, sometimes sometimes college basketball and scheduling can come down to when you play somebody more than who you play. And, you know, you play Michigan State coming off two losses, like, you know how Tom Izzo's going to bring these guys in here. You know what they're going to be, right? Like, Illinois is flying high. They just beat the number two team in the country in Madison square garden with all eyes on them. They ain't think about Penn state. Let me tell you that right now. So like when you play somebody it's really important, almost as much as who you're playing. Yeah. Are you, I mean, is it fair for me to characterize last year? You have a little bit of a, um, I'm not saying it's house money. You, you, you want to win, right? You, you're doing everything that you possibly can, but the, the expectations that you have internally for yourselves this year, has, has that, has that helped produce a little bit of a buildup? I mean, is that, is that something that you have to be aware of, of not getting too far ahead of yourselves, not getting carried away uh, in terms of the team's mentality? It, you know, we, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Um, I, I think as a group internally, just because we want to perform well, we, we, you know, some of these guys, this is their last shot and, you know, college basketball comes down to that a lot. It it goes fast. It goes quick. Um, I tell these guys all the time, like, hey, I, guys, I'm going to be here. Right. Some of you guys, this might be your last crack at it. Uh, yep. So, like, let's let's savor these moments. Every moment that we get together, um, let's savor this and let's do something special. I don't know what special is. I don't want to put a, a cap on what special is for this team or any team that, that we coach, but let's do something special. Let, let's accomplish something. Let's change, let, like, let's leave with something, right? Or let's hang a banner somewhere. Let's have memories that people are always talking about, but let's do that together. And, um, you know, it doesn't, like, it doesn't put pressure on you to say, hey, let's win this game at this moment or look down the schedule and we have to win this, this, and this. Every game's important to us. And um, so I, I don't like 
you know, I don't put outside pressures on anything. Like the one thing I am, I'm always the ultimate underdog. So I can flip anything in any direction. Like, you yeah. know, I, and I, I have no problem telling our guys, I'm like, Hey, listen, before the game, I'm like, nobody thinks we can win this game. Let me tell you that right now. Like not anybody in the media, not anybody. I was like, I don't even know if our own fans believe we can win this game, but I do, but I believe yeah. we can win it. So, and then that, yeah. and if you guys believe we can win it, that's enough. Yeah. Let, let me, uh, I, I want you to, uh, break down the the winning formula for me a little bit because it seems on its face that it's pretty straightforward right you've had the three worst shooting percentages of the season uh have been your three losses right and, and it's been pretty marked right like i mean it's been a it's been a, a fairly distinct uh differential uh colorado state being the anomaly in terms of three-point shooting but uh you know there haven't been huge rebounding discrepancies uh assist to turnovers like that's a, a pretty you, you see that number uh, changing between your wins and your losses. Is is it that simple uh, in terms of how you want to win this year? Uh, it's actually not. Um, okay. You know, we, like we're going to, we're going to make threes. We're going to get a number of threes. Uh, we shoot a, a pretty high volume of threes. Um, now I can't, uh, I haven't gone back to look at the Virginia tech or the Clemson game. Uh, but you can probably look at Clemson. Um, but like Michigan State, um, if you go back and look at it, like we, you know, we shoot a bunch of threes. We don't live and die by three. We shoot a bunch of threes. Um, we live and die by the two. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like yeah. if we make layups against Michigan State, we win. Yeah. It's not like even if we shoot the same exact percentage from three, like, don't miss layups. We miss layups in that game. We miss shots yeah. at the rim. So like we miss free throws. Like that's the that's the game. It wasn't the threes. We didn't, you know, we didn't shoot a high volume in the second half because of how they were guarding us. Um, so we got the ball in the paint more. We need to make those. We need to make our free throws. And it's a totally different ball game. So I no game is the same. No game is um different. Like I don't like we're not just going to shoot threes at all costs. Like we're going to take what the defense gives us. People are going to take things away. Then we're going to attack in some other way and try and beat you in that way. So we're not, like I said, we're not like one trick ponies. Um, We can, we can score in other ways. You know, it just so happens that those are the games that, you know, where we've missed shots. But if we make twos at a higher rate in that game, we probably win, you know, probably Clemson and uh, Michigan state. Michigan state. Yeah. Is that is that are you seeing an uh, an evolution? Like I guess this is a kind of big picture, but are you seeing an evolution of this team from November to now? Right, you, you had that stretch where you had eight games in twenty three days, right in in November, and now you're kind of in the middle of this period where you've got five over thirty games or thirty days. Excuse me. Uh, have you seen Have you seen a shift? Have you seen the progress that you want to see uh, over this uh, these last couple of months? Yeah, I, I think there's still ways to get better um you know you you go back and you start watching the game like we didn't play particularly well against illinois now they'll do that to you just based on their style of play like any semblance of offense that you try and play against anybody else it it has to go out the door against illinois because you got to play a completely different way based on how they guard based on how they play 
Um, but there were things where I thought we were really sloppy um, that, you know, if you, if you play them again, you got to be better or you're getting beat because you know, they might capitalize on them better the next game. So it, it, the, the hard part is playing all these different teams. You're playing different styles um, and you have to constantly adjust. I think that that'll help us. I think once we get into Big Ten play, because we've played a bunch of different styles and systems and people have attacked us in different ways and people have guarded us in different ways. So now we've seen, yeah, I mean, almost every pick and roll defense that people can play against us right now. Like, let's prepare more, you know, for post doubles or whatever they may do to try and stop picket down there in the post. But it it'll be easy for us to to adjust to what people are doing, right? So maybe, you know, it doesn't take – we all see it. Right? Instead of me going back two days after Michigan State and, like, beating my – you know, banging my head with my fist of, like, I should have done this. Right yeah. now, the next time somebody guards us like that, I know exactly how we should do it right away. Like, I know what we should go to to counteract that. If people guard us – if they hard hedge, I know how we should counteract that, like and and so on and so forth. Yeah, are are um, you know obviously you've you've gotten to this point where you've got uh, a couple of days break here, uh, not break, but a couple of days off right before uh, you get back into it to close out December finals week. Uh, how important are these games, right? Because people are going to look at the Kempom numbers and or just you know perception uh and see three teams that are lesser than uh how important is this development and and being able to get through these games uh unscathed before you get back into big 10 play i think um they're really important because if you look at you know i follow john rostein on twitter every night john rostein tweets such and such just lost to such and such in a bye game, whatever it is, yeah. the, the epitome of brutality or whatever he, he puts at the end of that. Like yeah. people get beat, you get beat every night um, when you don't, when you don't play the way you're supposed to, when you don't handle your business um, in games where it looks like it's easy. No, um, no game is easy. No game is easy. We're not a team. Like we're not to the point right now where we can just physically overwhelm you or athletically overwhelm you in a game like this, where it's like, Hey, we're just going to out athlete you and we're going to win by 35. Right. You know, be up 32 at halftime. Like we're not at that point right now. Um, So we got to execute. We got to guard people. Um, Everything matters for us uh, right now, hopefully in the next, you know, few years we're recruiting and such and such. Like, you don't have to play your best. You could just be, you know, really athletic, and there's nothing that the other team can do. Um, you know, I, I'm starting to watch Canisius because I've, I've had a few days where, you know, I can focus on our own team. Uh, so I haven't started focusing on them yet. But you know, once you do it, they're gonna they're gonna do some things that'll probably like cause us problems. Um, but these games are important because like. You know, Rutgers trying to get in the tournament last year. Everybody kept bringing up Brown or who I, I don't remember who beat them, but early in the year they lost some games, and it it hung over their heads the entire year. 
um, you know, win the games you're supposed to win, do what you're supposed to do. And, uh, the, you know, these games, they can't help you, but they can definitely hurt you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, you, you may, uh, over the course of the next three games, also have some opportunities to, to get, uh, you know, try, trying your hand with different rotations. Obviously, you've gotten the freshmen uh, some looks and some, some playing time so far this season. What, what's your take on where that group is? I know it's hard to, to sum it all up into one bunch, but uh, it, it seems like they're, they're growing in influence and you're being able to use them uh, specifically for certain reasons uh, now in games. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, it, it's constantly evolving, I think. Um, you know, Kanye and, and Evan played, a, you know, for longer stretches in the Illinois game. Um, you know, it was hard. Illinois is hard to play a big guy against. Uh, you know, you can really only play when Dane Danger's in. Like, you can't put a big guy on Coleman Hawkins. So, it it you know that handcuffed um, Meach and Kevin how much they were going to be able to play. You know, hopefully these next few games they can get a chance to play more um, and play for longer stretches and kind of play through mistakes. You know, I want to try and find a chance to get Jameel Brown more minutes. I think he can help us. Um, I think he can help us. And, you know, maybe that comes as the year goes on, but you don't want his first experience to be a bad one, right? Like throwing him into the fire. Like sometimes not playing, um, it saves kids. Um, Everybody wants to play and everybody's good enough. He's good enough to help us. Um, But you got to find the right environment where that, where that experience is beneficial for him. And that's what we have to find. But it also, you know, when those guys play, like somebody else is not playing, right? Like right. you understand that like um, like if, if, if Kanye and Jamil and Evan are in, then Andrew Funk's out, Seth Lundy's out, Jalen Pickett's out, like, you got to yep. find time from somebody. And last I looked, um, Jalen Pickett's playing like an All-American. <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to have him out there as much as possible. There's only so many minutes that you can have. I, I, every press conference I talk about math, and I'm not good at math, but there's 40 minutes in five spots. So there, there's only so much time that can go around. Um, so, you know, you want to play such and such more, you got to play somebody else less. And, you know, we got some pretty good guard. Like Jalen Pickett's playing at a high level. Seth Lundy's playing at a high level. Andrew Funk's playing at a high level. Like, you know, taking minutes from those guys as well. Yeah. Well, join the club on the math thing. It's not, it's not my strong <laughs> suit either. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm, coach, but, why I'm but, coaching but, ball. But, it's not at state he, high right now, teaching <laughs> geometry or something. Yeah, it would be no good for either of us. Uh, but I could still see Jalen's numbers, and I don't want to misquote you here, so I'm going to give you another opportunity. I think after the Illinois game, you called him the best guard of the Big Ten. Uh, t- tell me about this kid. I mean, I've I just been a huge fan of his, uh, seeing him last year and how he kind of developed and the type of player that he's become. He feels like a, a real I don't know, like a fine wine. Just uh, I appreciate so many different things that he brings to the floor. What what makes him so good, and why am I right about him? Yeah, he um, 
he he just you know he wants to win so bad <clears throat> that that's so he he does whatever whatever the team needs and um you know he's scoring the ball he's passing the ball he's rebounding the ball um he's making everybody better at the same time it goes <clears throat> it goes unnoticed that you know he's usually guarding one of the best players on the other team on the other end um that i thought he was a, a one of the best defenders in our league last year and i don't think he got a vote for uh all conference numbers in uh defensively just because we don't play a style that's going to show him get a bunch of blocks or steals or whatever it may be um but like he just wants to win and he's doing whatever it takes he's he's settling us down he's uh he's playing big minutes he's being a leader in timeouts and huddles and in practice. And he's earned this uh, because of the work that he put in this summer. Like he really wanted to show himself, um, you know, to, to lead this group and, and that's what he's doing. So I'm, I'm proud of him. Uh, I think he can continue. Like, you know, you look at Ken Palm, they've got him, you know, listed pretty high in their list of, player of the year numbers and everything else. And, you know, if he keeps doing what he's doing, he'll, he'll be recognized for that because he'll, he's leading us to wins and he's putting up big numbers at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, he certainly has been so far. Um, looking ahead just briefly, if you will, uh, you got this Palestra game coming up. Uh, I, I know you've kind of talked about how it originated, but uh are, are you looking forward to it? I mean, it's just there's so much involved with Purdue, and uh, and that game has been very successful for Penn State uh, tr- traditionally over the last few years when they've had those games. How, what's your level of looking forward to it, and what are you expecting from that game? I am not looking forward to it. One, <laughs> I am right. Like it's it, it's going to be exciting. I'm I'm uh, you know excited for us to go to Philly, play in the Plester. I've been there. I've, you know, we've had shooting around at different times with the Celtics um, in there, but, you know, to coach a game in there is pretty cool. Kind of takes me back to my Butler days, I think, of coaching in Hinkle, which, you know, looks, they're pretty similar the looks of the building and how it's structured and everything else. And um, just, just the fans, the excitement, like you can, the buzz that's around it, um, you know, it's going to be pretty cool. It's going to be pretty cool to see, but I can't. I mean, I can't. That's too, too, way too far <laughs> down the line for me. I, I don't like, I got tunnel vision. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about Canisius and then Quinnipiac. You know, my wife's trying to figure out, you know, Christmas plans. And I, I'm like, I would like this hard edge from Canisius. So like, they, you know, they deny on the wings and like, they're going to take away this. Like, how are we going to score? We got to be able to drive here. Like, I, I can't think about, I can't think about January. So let's, I'll get that's fine. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, yeah. for sure. You, uh, one, one more thing that if you're willing to indulge, <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and here I am going to try to take you off of that one track real quick. Uh, I, I'm always watching NIL. I just, I'm so fascinated by the space and what's happening. Tom Izzo actually said something. I'm sure you didn't hear it, but, uh, after that game talking about how, uh, you know, 
the handshake that you guys had in game, we, we've discussed it, but he said something about, oh, Mike and I, we're, we're not, pl- we're not uh, coaches that are poaching each other's players through the transfer portal and NIL and enticing and that kind of stuff. What, what's your read? What's your read on NIL? How much of a factor is it becoming in the recruiting space? Um, you know, what, what's the feedback that you're getting out there? Yeah. It, um, he said that because we aren't competing. <laughs> I'm not competing with him. I can tell you that much. Um, it's, you know, I, I'm NIL is a, a topic that, you know, it's almost like controversial, um, you know, for, for a lot of people. Um, I, right now, like you have to adjust to what's happening in the times and, um, it's something that, you know, it's, it's really big. It's really big in recruiting and it's really big in player retention. Uh, we've been, we've been fortunate. Uh, I can say this. We've, we've put together two, two really good classes, top 30 classes, um, built on all relationships. So, you know, the first class NIL wasn't a factor, uh, but like the relationships that we had with, some of the players that we got in this freshman class helped us. Um, this past class, the same exact thing. Like, you know, like my son's in the class. Like it doesn't get any easier than that to recruit. One of his high school t- – or one of his AAU teammates from Indiana. Like I've been around that kid for three summers, three years. They He and Braden work out with the same guy. Like that's a relationship. Um you know, Carrie Booth is a relationship. Like we got guys, but we also lost guys. And like, I don't, I don't think like we're ever going to be, uh, we're not going to be like Illinois, right? Illinois is one of the, the, the best in the league right now with what they're doing in NIL. But um, like, we have to do something. I think that's, that's where, we can't fall behind, um, you know, because like you're going to lose out on kids. Like when everything's even, there has to be something that that puts it over the top, and the relationship's not gonna. It's not going to be that. Like unfortunately, and like they're good kids, right? Like I, it, we're not recruiting kids that are asking us, you know, for nil money. Um, but when they 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 might ask what you guys are doing or what's going on, what's happening with your team. And when we don't have anything that's, you know, nothing, right. Like, they're like, we're, I can't speak for everybody, but I would say of 14 teams in the, in the big 10, we're probably 14th, maybe 13th. Um, So like, it just, it's, it's just about who we want to be as a program. Like, what are we, what are we willing to, um, what are we willing to say is going to be our standard, right? Because, you know, I can be as good as coaches in the world, but if you don't have as good of players, like it doesn't matter. Or if you do do a great job in, in, um, you do a great job with your development, you, you find a kid, you develop them. And then somebody comes in and, you know, they have something for them. 
right? There's that's kids, that's life right now, and that's what's happening. So, um, I don't know. We're I'm I'm never gonna like. I can't tell anybody what to do with their own money. Sure. Yeah, I can't. Like that. It's your own. It's your own options. Um, like you know, nobody's telling me what to do with my money, right? Like I get a chance to make my own decisions. Um, but it's it's about a program. It's about what what you want as a program and what you're happy with. Um, you know, because you you if if we have a little bit more. Um, if we have a little bit more that we're offering to our guys or that we're doing for our team in NIL, that top 30 class is probably top 15 in the country. Um, just one or two more guys. So, um, like I said, it, it's a controversial topic, uh, but it's what college basketball is right now. It, yeah. It's what's going on. So like it's here. Um, so, you know, you can not like it and that's your prerogative, then, you know, don't can't come back and complain about like the product, uh, you know, of, of what's going on. So like, you know, we're, I'm not like, <clears throat> like I said, I'm never going to complain. Like we, you know, we need as much help as we can get. Um, but it's also, it's your choice your choice i'm i'm gonna keep coaching i'm gonna keep trying to find good kids i'm gonna keep trying to retain the kids that we have we're gonna keep making them better um but i want to build this thing into into something really good um so we just have to we just have to compete we don't have to be at the same level not to be at the same level like i i I know what matt painter is doing like he's one of my really good friends like i've talked to him and I know what they're doing. Purdue's not a like renegade program, but their support is is really good. So I know what their players are getting on a yearly basis. Like, you know, I know what some of these other schools are getting. Like, we don't need to match it. We just need to have something. Right. Yeah. So like the so now that something doesn't just blow you out of the ballpark. Uh, like nothing to a lot to nothing is hard to overcome. A lot, something, and then the relationship starts to kick in and, and make a little bit of, of ground up. So that's my, my two cents. Or no, I love it. Or I love it because as long as I ramble, <laughs> my two dollars. I, I, I love all of it. I think it is tremendously insightful uh, for what's what's actually happening out there uh, yeah. and, and how, how recruiting's working currently. So, Micah, that's it. I, I totally appreciate so much you joining us today and uh we'll let you get back to it good luck uh these next couple of weeks yeah uh you know what i, I bet you gained uh probably i don't know three four more listeners just because i'm on here <laughs> that's that's all i'm asking for that's all i'm asking for we're getting it rolling <laughs> oh well i appreciate it man thank you thanks so much okay With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So that was pretty fun. That was so much fun. So much fun. <clears throat> Mike Shrewsbury in the house. What do you think? Uh, you know, I, I thought it was uh, an I mean, first off, he gave us an amazing amount of time. So that was super awesome. Um, secondly, you know, as always, he's incredibly insightful and he's incredibly honest about what's going on. And, uh, I just, I find that very refreshing. I love listening to what he has to say about a lot of topics and that's kind of, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start with, uh, some of the things he said? We can start with NIL. Which, yeah. NIL, NIL. <laughs> the thing he just, me. he just talked about, uh, we got to have something and, and that's whew, you know? Like you got to have something to, to to lay it out like that and say, basically what he said was, I can coach, I can develop, I can recruit, but if I don't have one of these tools, then we're not going anywhere. And that is, I think, both encouraging that you know he has that level of confidence in the program and what he can build at Penn State, but also, you know, the 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 side of it that's holding uh, the team back. I guess you could say it's holding them back. They're better. They're in a better position than when where they were previously, right? So, like, the recruiting is already better, but where could it be? How quickly could he gain ground on the rest of the Big Ten, right? Yeah, I think it, I think it just puts into perspective uh, a, a couple of things. One, he, you know, he acknowledged that the first class, those five guys that came in that are currently freshmen, it just wasn't a factor. It was, it was NIL happened too late in the process for that to really be a huge thing. Uh, and then... This most recent class, you've got these very unique situations where one is the son of a, a general manager of an NBA franchise, like they're doing pretty well, uh, you know, uh, his own son, yeah. right? Uh, and then his own son's best friend or one of his best friends, kid who he grew up with playing AAU basketball. Uh, and so though, like, but also acknowledge there are players that they lost. There, there's guys yeah. that, that they probably may have been able to land uh, in the recruiting class of 2023 had they been more competitive in the NIL space. And so it's, it's, it's not going to be like, they're not always going to have those situations moving forward. They're not yeah. always going to have uh, those types of relationships. And so it's look, I'm, I mean, I'm just repeating what he said, but is you can make up ground you can make up ground with your relationships. You can build, yeah. you do super strong relationship building. Parents, the kid themselves, coaches, what have you. That's all good, but you, you can't be starting at the ground floor. Um, yeah. And so, and so, there's there's another side of it though too, which is to say, hey, you know, we're constantly talking about Penn State football, uh, and, and so you've got these like different animals, right? Football yep. is supporting financially 125 guys. It, it is mm -hmm. a huge undertaking. It is a huge, massive, uh, you know, hippopotamus that you've got to be able to address. Basketball's not that, right? Like you got 13 guys, you've got 15 guys on the roster. And so being able to figure out uh, like the dollars go much further on a basketball roster from NIL support than they do necessarily uh, for football. And so I think, I think that's, 
this balance that is, is you know i think they're trying to figure out and that i think they're trying yeah. to get under under control right now so <laughs> the the part of it that i think is interesting is uh the, the idea that it's controversial you know he said that a bunch of times it's controversial it's controversial uh it's legal now well you know so like this whole thing is legal and it's not controversial in terms of paying players i understand that the sentiment is a is a is has a lot of inertia and that's the huge problem that the the support base behind penn state i think in general when it comes to nil but obviously football and then you know the secondary things after that I think you make up a good you make a good point. Like first off, how do you destigmatize NIL? And then how do you point out things like, hey, your dollars go much farther with this group than they will with a larger pool of people? What what's the is is it a, is it a time thing or is it just it's going to be a sensibilities thing and it's not going to get better? That's I think the the next question when it comes to NIL. Yeah, I th- I mean I think that that from a Penn State perspective football's standing will it has to come first to a certain extent right Mm -hmm. there there has to be a broad embrace of football but just because it's it's the dominant sport It, it it is what it is i mean it's 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 such an engine for everything else that happens at penn state Mm -hmm. but how quickly can that get going and then how quickly can I'm not saying siphon off, but identify those who are willing and able to and are passionate about basketball because that's it, it just it just matters, right? It's 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 this um it's this constant conversation of like are do, does Penn State basketball have basketball fans or does Penn State basketball have football fans who root for Penn State basketball right when it's convenient to do so? And we know we know to the people listening to this podcast, of course there are Penn State basketball fans, right? Like the, the audience has reflected that. It's just a matter of how, how do you how do you get more of those casual fans to be invested and become true fans, uh, you know, of the program? And then the, the people that are true fans, how do you get them to, to invest uh, into those endeavors? Yeah. Because it and- matters. He just, he just made it. I mean, that was more blunt. Uh, than I was anticipating him being saying thir- 13th or 14th in the Big Ten. Yeah. Like, it's going to take more uh, for Penn State to be to be competitive in that space. So, yeah, the 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 I mean, we, we've we've plumbed that that well. I think we've we've drilled that well pretty deep. Now it goes on. It's important. Yeah. <laughs> but no, my, my point is, like, I was about to start speculating about, OK, so two good recruiting classes and then does the you know is there a cliff like can he keep this up and uh if not what does that mean for the program long term because you know like and this is where it's like i don't want to get to the next step of okay how viable is penn state it's a basketball program is it a self-fulfilling prophecy that loses of the good things that are uh the momentum it has so like is the timeline uh, urgent in in okay. that in terms of making sure not just momentum but that you don't backslide to where you were after uh, before Michael Shrewsbury. These these are and and it applies to so much. These are stories that are being written in progress, right? Uh, after Penn State, and this counts on the floor for 
the outcome of this specific season, but it also is the trajectory of the program, right? Uh, they built up that Michigan State game to be so big and so important because they saw a Michigan State team that could be beat and they were as good as, right? Like Penn State can compete with this Michigan State team as it is. And then they knew what was on the backside of it. It was like, okay, you, you want to get this win so that you can lose at Illinois and that's okay because you've gotten a split. But that's not that's not the way it works, right? Is is life goes on and there are other things that are to be determined, other things that impact the outcome. And so now Penn State instead of losing that second game, uh they won it. They they beat Illinois and so like any of the lost enthusiasm from losing to Michigan State you're able to, to pull that back. You're able to get that back. Now Penn State's able to go into January and the start, the, the resumption of the Big Ten schedule and have that enthusiasm and have that support back as long as they win these next three games. But it also applies to, to things like NIL and things like recruiting. It, it is like this, the perception always wavers. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a straight line. There's going to be ups yeah. and downs and ups and downs. But as long as you're continuing to push and invest and and generally keep that upward trend you're going to see positive results it's just like so much is dictated by what has most recently happened i i I just got this in so i want to make a big deal about this nate um this show and future shows on the bwi daily edition is sponsored by collegiate athletic travel So for those of you that haven't made your Rose Bowl travel plans, here's the deal. I hate traveling personally. I think it is one of the worst things that you can do to yourself. Uh, But if you can make it easy, you should do that. The easiest way and at the price you won't find anywhere else to get to the Rose Bowl, just $895 to fly round trip nonstop via Southwest Airlines charter flight from Harrisburg to Hollywood Burbank Airport, LA's Easy In, Easy Out Airport, departing from Harrisburg December 30th to January 3rd. Book now. Limited seats. Limited seats. Nate, uh, you have some insight into this, actually. Um, this is a, this is a, something that's near and dear to you, right? Going to the Rose Bowl or Cat? <laughs> uh, because Cat... At- Yes. Yeah. Cat. No. Collegiate Athletic Travel is—they are a great partner. They've been a longtime partner and sponsor of Blue White Illustrated. We have traveled with them dozens of times. They're—they're they're fantastic. I, I mean, I cannot speak more highly about them. And honestly, for that price, like if you're last minute thinking about going to the Rose Bowl, uh, I mean, direct flight. Like you just—you literally just step onto a plane and you get off and. You're there, uh, as, which as from central somebody, Pennsylvania is difficult to do. Yes. As somebody who is researching flights to get my Utah alum <clears throat> to the Rose Bowl, uh, you can add probably 25, 30 percent to that, to all of yep. what you're looking at elsewhere. So not only is it convenient that you have this awesome <laughs> nonstop flight to L.A. from Harrisburg, but it's at an awesome price. So if you want complete details, book your reservations, athletictravel.com. That's athletictravel.com. Uh, and we'll be telling you more about them as we get close to the Rose Bowl. So they're not going anywhere. Nate, you're not going anywhere. We do have a couple more things we need to, we need to discuss from what uh, Michael Shrewsbury said earlier here on the show. Get your opinions on some of his, his comments. 
Uh, I can spin anything was one of my favorite lines. Uh, make yeah. this team believes they're they're underdogs in terms of like coaching for basketball. I think specifically because it is such a personal game. Like you mentioned, there's not there's not 12, 11 people on the field. There's not, you know, uh, some of the randomness in some other sports like it is very, very much about the individual and that ability i mean that's that's kind of a secret sauce right to get guys motivated for a game yeah and and he's got experience he's been doing this for a long time so when i asked yeah. him about gauging the temperature as the head coach i mean i i guess that i was expecting to be a, a, a little bit more wiggle room but he knows what he's doing right i mean you're just you're you're in a good way you are manipulating people you're you're getting them to maximize their performance and so if he knows there are certain players that play better when they feel like they need a chip on their shoulder, that's fine. Other players play great when they're feeling good, when they when yeah. they're not the underdog, when they're a guy who's expected to win, who's expected to play well. So, no, that was that didn't that didn't totally surprise me. But I mean, it, it is uh, just one of his many many uh, you know forthcoming r responses of like it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's actually <laughs> happening outside right. the walls of the building. He will present the narrative that best fits their needs in the moment now our narrative and uh you know i i think what we've discussed here three-point shooting he flipped that on you he flipped that on uh to to talk more about the twos and playing in the paint what were your thoughts on on that particular narrative that that thread of the conversation i mean to be fair that's what the graphic was but that was what i actually asked him was that their their field goal shooting has been the lowest in those three games right the the three mm -hmm. games that they've lost their field goal not just not just from three obviously the three is a big part of it but just in general making it's we've we've talked about this before but uh, we can make this as complex as we want to but as he said it's it's just not it like make the bunnies make the twos Make the threes, and you're going to be more competitive. And the numbers are right there; they're they're right in front of you. That their worst shooting performances of the season have all been losses, and their best three point shooting per percentages of the season have all been wins, absent that one uh, anomaly in Colorado State. So, yeah, they're like Jalen Pickett has to make has to make shots in, inside, outside, what what have you. But if you're going to get looks close to the basket, if Keba Jai is going to get looks close to the basket. You've got to be able to convert those, uh, and it's been very obvious in the outcomes of games that this is this is how you get there for Penn State. Uh, last thing I've got the young players. You know, the conversation yeah. about wanting to get Jamil Brown on the floor a little bit more, getting him more experience. What was yeah. your read on on is that going to be coming up in these next three games? Given he said these aren't guaranteed games. Yeah, it's it's a it's a delicate balance, right? Is you've got to be able to figure out how to maximize these next three games without losing them, right? I mean, it's it's very much the conversation uh, that we had in football in November. Is how how do you how do you develop as intentionally as you can uh, those those players that are going to be counted upon in some ways in the future? It's interesting with Jameel Brown just because I think his path to the court. It's not that he's a bad player or that he doesn't have talent. He's got tons of talent. And behind the scenes, all the feedback is, yeah, he's he's really good and he's done some really good things. It's just that the path to the floor is is more crowded 
right? Jalen Pickett's in front of him. Cam right. Winter's in front of him. Uh, whereas Kanye Clary does some different things. He, he brings something different to the floor. And so that's why he's gotten a little more playing time uh, to this point in the season. So I don't, I don't think there's anything to worry about with Jameel Brown, but it is interesting to me, you know, the notion of Evan Mahaffey is a guy who brings something different to the floor. You can use him. Keba Jai, we already know about. We get it with him. Uh, but, you know, these are a couple of guys. Uh, Demetrius Lilly is a guy who very clearly is not there, isn't expected to be there, but is a guy who they're going to have to count on like a little bit right in, in spots. Uh, and so it's, it's just a, a matter of continuing that trajectory. Uh, and as, as Shrewsbury said, like you want to, you want to put a Jameel Brown into winning situations, right? Like get them to feel good, get, get these, get, don't put all that pressure on them uh, from the onset and also uh, do so while, while not losing games. Cause they, it's, it's right there. It's all in front yeah. of you. You cannot afford to lose these types of games if you want to get to where you want to go. So, what do you got left? What I, I'm out of stuff. Anything else you want to you want to discuss? I'm done. I'm done. I, th- I thought that uh, I thought that was a great time, and uh, so thankful to to Michael Shrewsbury for joining us on the show today. Uh, yeah, keep listening. Rate yeah. review YouTube. Yeah, we sh- and brought we'll it to YouTube. Week- Yes, look at that. I, I finally I got my stuff together. Um, we'll, we'll have him on. You know, we'll have him on again. He's going to be regular on the show. So I, I, I already can feel it. He, he enjoyed his conversation with you. So you, I mean, you nailed it. He, he, really, uh, he really slammed me there on the intro. Three or four more. <laughs> We're trying. Come on. Uh, so that will do it today for the Hoops Podcast. Nate Bauer killing it today. Thanks again to Micah Shrewsbury and to Pensei Basketball for uh, giving their time today. We will be back next week. Uh, there's a game coming up this weekend. So, you know, subscribe Sunday. to bluewhiteillustrated.com so you get the in-game thread so you can uh, you can uh, bite your nails and gnash your teeth with Nate in the thread. And, of course, Nate will give you all his insight into the game and the post-game coverage. But, of course, subscribe here to YouTube now. We're here. Hello. Officially, you can see us and of course wherever you get your podcasts download rate review subscribe all that great stuff we'll be back with penn state hoops show it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.